want to welcome you to the first ever Girls United podcast brought to you by Sage Girls Ministry. I'm Merritt Johnston, and I'm so excited to be here with you as we launch this new facet of our ministry. To clue you in a little bit about what Girls United is about, we have the chance to travel around and to meet girls like you all over the United States and the world, and that has truly been an amazing experience that we have been able to enjoy for the last 10 years. And in the process of doing that, the only thing that saddens us in that is as we pull out of that parking lot and we drive away and we realize that we only had a period of about 24 hours to spend with you. Our heart's just heavy, our heart is burdened, and, and we've pressed and we've, we've asked God and we've, we've sought Him on a vision for how we can continue to encourage you and equip you in your journey to become more like Christ. And out of that prayer time, out of that seeking of the Lord, the vision for Girls United was born. And so our desire is to truly begin to see the communities that we go and serve in, and even beyond that, the ones that we cannot physically get to, begin to join together cohesively to have one common purpose each and every month, one focus area, that we begin to really pursue the Lord, to see us transformed from the inside out, and that we begin to impact our communities, that we begin to see lives change within our circles of influence as we begin to live out a truly Christ-like life. And so each and every month we're going to take a concept for you, a truth, a character aspect of our God, and unpack that concept for you with some challenges, some tools for you to begin to live that out in your own personal life. And it is truly our prayer and our hope and our vision for you, that God would just begin to explode His glory in your school, in your home, and definitely in your own heart. And that out of that, you would be able to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is moving in and through you. That is our heart's desire. That's our prayer. We've seen God do it in our own lives, and we want to be able to be a part of seeing God do that in your life as well. As we kick off this Girls United ministry, our focus for this month is the concept of generosity. We thought as we began that this is one of the best attributes that we can possibly begin to, to focus on. This is one of the best attributes that we can begin to model that exemplifies who our God is. In Scripture, it tells us that our God is the giver of every good and perfect gift, that He is the Father of lights, and He gives those good and perfect gifts to us. So as we begin to reflect at all the things that we have been given, we have to be able to, to give thanks back to God because those gifts are a result of His spontaneous and abundant generosity in our life. And of course, the, the most generous gift that He has ever given us is the, the opportunity to have a relationship with His Son, Jesus Christ. And so when I began to think about that, the gift of His grace, the generous gift of, of His Son's life so that I might have a relationship with Him, it begins to change the way that I see things. Because when we really begin to, to think through the process of generosity, there really are a couple different facets of that that we can look at. And our first reaction typically is going to be to think about that in terms of financial giving, of giving money, of that offering plate coming by on Sunday mornings at church and us reaching into our purses and, and pulling out some money to, to place inside that offering plate. But generosity is, is so much more than that. If we only begin to see God in terms of, of financial giving and the fact that we owe Him financially, our terms of and our view of generosity can become very skewed because it's very easy for us to see giving and generosity as just another thing to add to a list of to-dos. And, and our perspective of God begins to be uh, that we see Him as someone who takes rather than someone who gives. 
And so there's lots of people that choose to give, they choose to tithe, which means that they give 10% of their income back to God, that they choose to do those things out of a sense of obligation or duty or responsibility, rather than out of the overflow of what God is doing in their life. And so I want to be able to share some scripture with you that talks about that specific issue. And if we can grab hold of this, it'll change the way that we see the concept of giving. Giving of our time, giving of our talents, giving of our money, giving of all of those things. It'll change our perspective because we'll begin to see God as a giver and not a taker. And so because he is a giver, how can we not give in return? So let's take a look at that passage of scripture. Let's dig into God's Word and see what He has in store for us, how we can find some points that we can apply to our daily lives. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, we see that Paul's writing this letter to the church in the city of Corinth, and he's talking about the subject of sowing generously, of giving generously. And in verse 6, he says, Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. So in this amazing passage of scripture, we've got so much truth to be able to unpack here, but we'll just try and tackle a few of these things, and, and hopefully it'll be something that you can use to apply to your life over the next month, and of course beyond that. As we see in verse 6, he talks about the concept of being able to sow seed, to sow either sparingly or to sow generously and the difference between those two things. And what Paul was trying to do here was to give an analogy uh, or an illustration of something that the people of that day could relate to. And a lot of us probably aren't farmers today, so sowing and reaping isn't something that we talk about in our everyday language or something that we see every day. But the concept is still true today. And you understand this, that if you had a very large open field and you had plowed that ground and you had prepared it and you were ready to plant some seed, you're going to make sure that you gather up as much seed as possible. You're going to get that big old John Deere tractor and you're going to go out there and you're going to try and plow and plant as many seeds as possible out in that field because you know the more seeds that you plant, the greater return you're going to have, the, the more fruit that you're going to bear. And the same thing is true spiritually, that if we go out and people's lives and we have this one little bitty tiny seed and we say okay I'm just going to throw that out there and hope that that one seed is going to bear some fruit. It's naive for us to think that and it's just not biblical because the truth is we're supposed to be out constantly sowing seed of who Christ is into other people's lives. And so how do we do that? The reality is it's pretty hard sometimes for us to do that because we're so busy. In order for us to sow into other people's lives, we have to have some time and margin in our life and schedule to make that happen. Because this is typically what happens as we go about our day. We've got everything planned out on an agenda from, from the time we wake up till the time we go to bed. And so when God wants to send us on that detour, when he wants us to, to stop and have that conversation with a friend whose parents are going through a divorce, we don't have time to do that. When really we've got to be able to stop and sit down and listen and sow some seeds of encouragement and love and compassion into that girl's life who desperately needs a friend during this season of her life and experiences. And so I want to challenge you to look at your life right now and to see if you have any margin of, of time within your schedule that allows you to be sensitive to the Spirit, 
that if the Holy Spirit told you, I need you to go and minister to that family or to that girl or have that conversation or, or sit down and make that meal and take it to your neighbor, all of those things require time and that requires a generous spirit. And so I want you to think about that. The first question for you is, are you sowing sparingly or generously into the lives of other people? The next thing we see in this passage, it tells us that each person should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And I fear sometimes that I am this reluctant giver, or that maybe in the past especially, I've given out of compulsion. And what compulsion means is that we give out of a sense of duty or responsibility or obligation, that someone told us a long time ago that the right thing to do is to give money or to give a tithe, which means you give 10% of your income back to God. But somebody's told us that and it's become ingrained in our mind and we want to be obedient to that. But it's not out of a sense of gratefulness for what God's done. It's just out of a sense of responsibility. And so when we do that, we're missing out on the chance to be a cheerful giver. And usually what prevents us from being a cheerful giver, the reason why we give out of compulsion instead of joy, is because we have a perspective that our belongings belong to us. And the, the truth is that they're just possessions that we have temporarily that have been given to us on loan from God. Because everything belongs to Him. So the things that we have, the houses that we live in, the clothes that we wear, the cars that we drive, all of those things do not really belong to us. So when we can change our perspective on that, it means that we have the opportunity to not clutch on to things with this death grip of materialism. And I fear, I'm kind of like a little kid sometimes. You've probably helped out maybe in the nursery at your church, or you've been around some younger siblings, or, or, or you've babysat, and you've seen what happens when kids get a new toy. They get that new toy, and they are clutching onto that thing with every single ounce of their tiny fingers and strength. And so their mom or, or, or whoever's caring for them may say something to them about, you need to be able to share that. You need to go share that with the group. And that's not something they're going to do willingly. You're going to have to go and pry that toy out of their little clenched fingers to be able to take that toy. And that's sometimes how we are in relation to giving, that God has to come and literally pry those things out of our hands rather than us being a cheerful giver. So I want you to think about the things in your life that you have. Is there something in your life right now that if God came to you and said, I'm asking you to give that up today, would you be willing to do so? That's a tough question. If the Lord came to me and said, Merit, I'm challenging you to let go of your house that would be so difficult for me to do because this is a place that is my home. But if my perspective is as it should be, that this is just a temporary place that God has given me to be a good steward of, to care for, but it is not really my eternal home, then it's not that difficult to be obedient if He asks me to give it up. And so I want you to think about the things in your life that you have. Is there something that He's calling you to be generous with? Is He calling you to be a blessing to someone else? Because we see in verse 8 that He makes His grace abound to us, that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. That truly, girls, we do not have to worry about how our needs are going to be met. Scripture tells us He cares and clothes the lilies of the field and the birds of the air. He cares about those small aspects of His creation. And you can rest assured that we are the most prized and valued thing in God's economy, in all of creation. And because of that, He is going to meet our needs. So when we're trusting Him to take care of our provision, to take care of the needs that we have, to give us that daily bread, then we don't have to worry 
about hoarding the possessions that we have. Even though our world may tell us that we've got to put everything aside and keep it to ourselves, God's Word presents a very different picture, very counterculture, that we are to be generous people just as He has been generous with us. I hope that you will pick up this challenge this week. I hope that you will pray and ask for the Holy Spirit's guidance, that you will really begin to seek out ways that you can be spontaneously generous in the lives of others. And I hope you'll take some time to share that with us. You check out our website, www.sageministries.org. Click on the Girls United link and send us, send us a message about what God has been doing in your life this month, how you're being generous, and look for some great articles and other tips and resources there to help you in your journey to be a generous girl. We hope you'll join us again next month as we continue our Girls United journey. And we're excited to see what God has in store as we all strive to be Girls United for the glory of God.